Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime... My face! I am hammered. The previous of killing women right. that he does in the future, of here. A previous but. that he does in the future. Yeah. Stretched vulva is not my idea of entertainment. <laughs> that is life advice, right now. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Okay, I am so pleased to introduce our guest for this episode. It is none other than the fanta- than the fanta- I've I've I will tell us what we're drinking in a minute. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take that again. I'm gonna take that again. And I am so pleased to introduce our fuck my face. Okay, you're gonna keep all this you in, aren't you? Well. God damn it! God Am I damn making it. you nervous, Taylor? Hello, Wendy Wason. Thank you so much for being Yay. with us. Yay. 
20. <laughs> that was all of a sudden this this stuff we're drinking. Okay, she's a fantastic comedian, actress, and writer, amongst other things. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. The for reason I me. can't speak, sorry. Wendy. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> the reason I can't speak is that we are drinking this fantastic Beaver Town. IPA. I'm on the Bloody L Blood Orange IPA, and you're like, ooh, fruity beer. Mm. Guess what, bitches? It's 7% alcohol. It's almost <laughs> like it's like a weak wine. Yeah. That's not a good way That's to sell it, is it? <laughs> no. It's, it's delicious. It's not overly sweet. I don't feel I like don't I'm like in Belgium. I like beer, but it's actually really tasty. It's very good, It's like it? a sort of um, soft drink with a little kick. Mm. Beer for children. That's how yeah. it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, that's not what I meant. My, if my kids are listening, it's not. It's not that nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't drink it. Okay. Okay. Wendy Wason. Yes. Could you please whet our appetite for true crime by sharing whether or not you've ever been the victim of a crime yourself? I have been a victim of a few crimes. One that I think um, <laughs> might be interesting is um, I was in Madrid. I got picked. Should I tell the story? Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Come on. I got yes. paid. Uh, I did a, a gig in Europe and they paid me euros. Yeah. That's what they use in Europe. <laughs> or that is what they use. I've heard that. And I thought, I can bank this or I can just take my husband away for a swanky weekend mm. away and we'll have a nice time. And I'll be like, make it rain. It's all on me. <laughs> all on me. So I took this reward of cash and we went to Madrid. And it was brilliant. It was so cool. Yeah. And. And I always have a red wallet. I don't know if you know this. There's a sort of theory around red wallets. Ooh. It's a feng shui type thing. What? That red is dynamic, so you attract money, and it's dynamic. Sort of, sort of, you attract money. It's not that it looks like in. a vagina. Uh, it's not that. No. <laughs> okay, no, just taking us a bit stick, feng isn't it? Shui. But, <laughs> but but Wendy, it also attracts bulls. Well, here and we you go. were in Spain, so <laughs> I can see where yeah. this was going. The thing about a red wallet is it's also quite easy to spot in the darkness <laughs> of your handbag. Oh. So. I was in this rest. We went to this pub to watch um, the Real Madrid game. I quite like football. I'm one of those weird women that like football as well. So the Real Madrid game was on. We didn't have tickets for the Real Madrid stadium. So we went to this bar in Madrid to watch the game. And I'd hung my bag up on the on the hook and I zipped it all up. And I don't know if it's... Um, I live in central London and I haven't been a I'm victim of crime in London, but I kind of think that sometimes you just switch stuff off when yeah. you're on holiday. Mm, yeah. And you know the stuff that you kind of look at in London and go, that's weird. Like even to, I was in Soho today and somebody walked up to me, asked me for money and I was really aware of going, of grabbing my phone or my handbag that's mm. on the day. You're aware that yes. that sort yeah. of stuff yeah. happens. Yes. So I'm in Madrid watching the Real Madrid game. It's getting very exciting. My husband goes to the toilet and these two guys sort of walk in and I was like, God, they look weird. And then one bumped up against me and I was like, how rude, he's bumped up against me. They smell so bad. Mm. How weird. Look at them, they don't even have drinks. And so <laughs> I, I'd clocked all these things. <laughs> but I hadn't sort of, you know, I hadn't added Grabbed it all together. And, yeah, then, right. and then my husband came back from the toilet and I was like, look at those weird guys. And he's like, they're looking at us. And so are they? And they were walking towards the door and my husband went, check your handbag <gasps> now because they were obviously clocking us yeah. and of course I put my hand in my handbag and they'd unzipped it oh, and, and it was on the hook right next to my my wow. knees but I and how quickly did they do that because it sounds like a it real... was like four minutes max my husband wow. had gone to the toilet they'd obviously seen me unattended and yeah. gone and uh Stephen was kind of like uh he that he he saw straight away and I just felt like such a dick no. 
And then, of course, I go, well, That's you know, you. we're the kind of couple that can afford to go to Madrid for a weekend, <sighs> so I hope they spend it on something they need. My husband's like, you stop being fucking Pollyanna, oh you fucking dick. <laughs> so, yeah, my Possibly. purse got stolen in that Madrid. That is the most zen reaction to being the victim of crime I think I've ever heard. Well, what are you going to do? You've lost money, but you're in a nice place in Madrid. I, I strongly believe that you have a choice how you react to a situation you're in. So yeah, it's shit. But so you were like, were you angry for a second, and then you were like, no, no, I'm lucky. I was disappointed that I hadn't spotted. I was disappointed. I was gutted because it's such a hassle. Then you have to go to the police station, and and but fortunately, my bank card, Bank of Scotland, go with Bank of Scotland. (laughs) And if you buy the tickets on my Bank of Scotland uh, Visa debit, you've got covered for travel insurance. So they just replaced everything, Uh, including Mm -hmm. the money, including the money. So you didn't give chase or anything. We, no, we, we, no, my husband, you know, you know oh, what, yeah. my husband's a big protector. He was like, I will go run outside and I will calm them down. I'm like, you don't have a gun. Shut up. Don't be coming at me with details. <laughs> but he was like, oh, gung ho. And, but then we just had to spend like three wow. hours in a fucking police station, which is always exciting for a weekend away. <laughs> I'm impressed you even reported it. I feel like I would raise you one middle class guilt higher and be like, well, I'm lucky I'm here. And you know what? I don't want to get anybody in trouble who's probably <laughs> had yeah. a very underprivileged life. So let's call it yeah, a but day. Yeah, but the insurance company don't pay out unless it's a crime report. Oh, you need that sweet number, don't you? You need the sweet oh, number. Yeah. And look, Good evening and welcome to Lessons from Wendy. Get a crime report number. <laughs> I remember I had that for my phone. My phone got stolen yeah. and I claimed on my insurance. And um, I had, they were like, you need a crime number. So I rang the police. And the policeman was like, now are you sure it was stolen? Because <laughs> if it wasn't, then I'm giving you an opportunity not to report this crime. And I was like, oh dude, it was stolen. Like, you were gaslighted by the police. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Wow. Wendy, although it sounds like you're at peace with this crime, and well done you, um, what would you do if these two, let's pretend these... Los. I'd I was going to do some remedial bath. Spanish and I'm not going to. Locos. M- m- Pollos locos. Yeah. If go. the crazy chickens got back into my life, I would make them have a bath. <laughs> <laughs> they smell really bad. And I keep telling the kids, I've got a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 6-year-old, and I always say to them, if something feels bad and feels wrong in your tummy, yeah, yeah, it's wrong. Trust Get yourself your out of there. Yeah. Gut feel. Yeah. Well, maybe gut feel will come into play in the sharing of this true crime (gasps) it probably won't i just needed a segue but (laughs) you reach for what you want so i am going to share the details of a true crime case that we will unravel together so here's to good crime solving drunk women (laughs) now it's time for drunk women solving crime here's the start here are the bare bones One of the world's most infamous cult leaders is arrested and confesses to the murders of more than eight individuals. He's found guilty of seven counts of first-degree murder plus conspiracy to commit murder, and initially he's sentenced to death. One of the world's most infamous cult leaders. Who is he? Who comes to mind when I say the most infamous cult leader? Steve Jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Infamous cult leaders. It's not Manson, is it? I mean... Baby, it's Manson. It's Manson. Oh my God, I was thinking that, and then I just thought it can't. And he was a cult leader. Oh, he sure was. Wow, you guys, you guys got that. I had some hints. I was gonna say he was a big fan of the Beatles. 
Hint mm. number two, he treated everyone like family. I was ready, but we're there. So fun fact, uh, Wikipedia describes mm. Charles Manson as an American criminal, cult leader, and songwriter. <laughs> what? I love Wikipedia. I love it. And oh obviously Manson had access to the internet in prison. Like clearly Charles Manson edited his own page. Like I and know I you remember me. I can't me. even get on Wikipedia. I'm not on Wikipedia. I'm not on Wikipedia. Try going in as a songwriter because as yeah. you said earlier. Maybe, I yeah. should, maybe if I could only get a serial killer to edit my page. <laughs> oh, it looks like you can write anything. Like I know you remember the criminal stuff, the cult leader, but don't forget the album I released that has sold 300 <laughs> copies to date. How shit was that album, I bet? Like, I haven't listened to it. Wait, wait, he sold 300 albums? Yeah, I mean, that's decent. Like, I bet it was a really shit concept album with, like, guitar feedback and shit. Imagine if you listened to it and you were like, these are my jams, I love it! (laughs) Or imagine if you listened to it and realised that Justin Bieber had ripped off Oh, my God, if it was all like, baby, 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 ooh. (laughs) And it's like a complaint from a gagged victim. Sorry, I've gone too far. Sorry, 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 sorry. Now, I had said in the initial brief that he was initially sentenced to death, and obviously that did not happen. Why did that not happen? Not not (laughs) happen. Did he declare himself insane and that's why he couldn't be killed? Oh, that's a good guess. That is a really good guess. I'm going to say media circus, like, making it impossible to differentiate I'm going to say truth from fiction. Potentially the law changed. Ah, very good. Is very it? Good. Yeah. I think George. I know too much about Manson. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that we'd have at least one, like, Manson fan. Because I didn't... I learned a lot. I knew enough. Fans. <laughs> fan. Yeah, you're a super fan. You like his music. Yeah. You know about his law changing. If you just wrote yeah. to him in prison, you'd realise what a decent man he was. Yeah. Just okay, misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, the death penalty was revoked in California shortly after his sentencing oh. and it's interesting for me to imagine like if he had been executed would he have been even more of a murder for people because I think mm. he was really he was worshipped in a way usually we unravel cases here so why have I started with one of the most well known criminals in the world is this the end of the episode hell no um, <laughs> it's because I would like to focus on one of his victims who doesn't get as much attention as the other it was Sharon Tate and that's one of the most you know, infamous parts of this is that they went on a killing spree and they killed this celebrity. And, and she was pregnant too. She's like she eight was. months pregnant. Mm. Yeah, was she? Hot, yeah, she was yeah. Like eight and a half months pregnant. Fuck. Yeah. I know, it kind of makes you go, Charles, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. About you. <laughs> I don't know. The more I hear about this guy, <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, the less I like him. Okay, how old was Charlie? <laughs> Charlie. Charlie. Stop humanizing him. Cutesy Charlie. Chuck. Old Chuck Manson. Chuck Mo. We used to call him Chuck Mo. (laughs) Back in the neighborhood. How I am hammered. How old? How old was Charles Manson's mom when he was born? Hint. Not very old. 16. Bingo. Wendy. Damn. Sloshy Sleuth Award straight to Wendy. That's a guess. So she was 16, and fun fact, his dad's name was Colonel, and he convinced Charles... That was his first name. That was his first name, his given name, and he convinced Charles when Charles was little that he was an army colonel, but it was just his name. If only it was that easy. I wish I'd called my kids Doctor, Prince, and Duke. No. Fucked that up royally, didn't I? (laughs) Oh, who's this 
little guy. It's your honorable. Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do you think he changed his name to Colonel? It feels. Like... No, it was his given name. In which U.S. state was the Manson family based? Were the Manson family based? Was the Manson family? California. Correct. Bonus points if you can name the ranch. The Manson Ranch. <laughs> it was an L.A. desert hippie commune, and it was called the Spawn Movie Ranch, and originally Old Westerns had been filmed there um, oh. from the Hollywood. Yeah, so he lured mostly women, as we know, to this commune with his sexy, sexy, psychotic eyes. And but probably he was meant to be quite fit, though, wasn't he? Well, Manson. I don't know. I mean, he's got a stretch. Not, I like a dick. If it's attached to a serial killer, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is life advice right there. <laughs> it really is. I love that. He he obviously had enough charm to bring these these women to the ranch. He probably was like, my dad was a colonel. <laughs> Tell you some stories. You can trust me. On what charge was Charles Manson first arrested and imprisoned? Hint, not murder. Ticket. Oh, good guess, good guess. Yeah, Speeding. That's Al Capone, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Taxes, it's always tax evasion, isn't it? A uh, little bit worse. A little bit worse. Well, it depends um, who you ask. Assault. Mm, armed Battery. robbery. Mm. Really? Burglary. Ah. Armed. Armed robbery. Yes. The article said burglary, but I think you're more accurate. Katie, bing, bing, bing. He was sent to a juvenile facility in Nebraska after being caught robbing a store as a teenager. And by 1967, he had spent almost half of his 32 years in prison. Wow. So then he thought, let's start a cult. Who was the famous actress killed by the Manson family? Sharon Tate. Um, Yes, she was married to Roman Polanski, who was not home that evening. He had these cult people, didn't he? He had these people in his cult, and he just basically said, you go and you kill them, and so they all... I don't know how many went to her house. With specific instructions. What was the name of the Beatles song that Manson used to describe what he believed to be an imminent apocalyptic race war? So Charles Manson believed that... Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I kind of think it would probably be one of their more sort of... I'm a loser. (laughs) Help. (laughs) What Beck song? (laughs) Probably one of their more psychedelic songs, maybe. It was Helter Skelter. Right. So he started referring to this whole race war, this alleged race war that was happening um, as Helter Skelter. And it's funny because it's easy to remember him as a criminal and a songwriter, and you forget that he was also a white supremacist. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What religion... Did Manson state he was a member of in 1974? Buddhism. <laughs> no, but that's an awesome answer. <laughs> um, is it a real religion or it's do you a, make one up? Mormons. Yes, it's a real religion. Scientology. Yes. <gasps> wow. Katie, well done. I guessed it from your snidiness. My snidiness. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Tom Cruise is a very nice man. Have you met him? Do you want to tell us a story? Nope. <laughs> Is he a very nice man, Wendy? Tell us about I Tom. Have no idea. Tom, if you're listening, we love you. Wendy <laughs> loves you. Don't have me killed. <laughs> we put so much focus on Charles Manson, and we think we know Manson, and we think we know the victims. But the victim in question, I had never heard about, and that's why I thought we should unravel this crime. So the victim in question, Charles Manson is arrested for all these murders, right? Because they're so, so obvious So how many murders was he arrested for? Sorry, I don't uh, know. Seven. 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 He, well, he was convicted initially of seven counts of murder and one 
a conspiracy to commit murder. But then there were others later. Um, so he confesses everything upon arrest because he, ha- he has no shame. This is just part of Helter Skelter oh, slash he Penny Lane. He doesn't yeah. think he's, he's done anything wrong. Because apparently when you get to the bottom, you go back to the top. So he can. <laughs> so this victim in question, he confesses to the murder, and he admits to killing the victim in their own home following a dispute before any of these killing sprees had even happened. So first of all, what do we think the gender of the victim was? I'm going to say female. Ooh. I think male. Sorry. Okay. Cool. Show you're working. What? What do you? Why do you <laughs> yeah, Wendy, Katie, why? When I said male, I was. I I find it the vocabulary used around murder and a celebrity murderer like Manson interesting so the phrase killing spree really bothers me because there's only other one other word that goes with spree really and that's shopping (laughs) isn't it I mean I couldn't think of a single one so it's like a fun thing to do so I so when you I'm like well a killing spree, it would be male because it's a fun thing. I, I would think somebody's fucked up as him would like to take out his own gender first. <laughs> previous of killing women right. that he does in the future of here. A previous but, that he does in the future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a Tom Cruise film. <laughs> <laughs> this is Katie Wilkins, soothsayer. Um, and I think he's got a bad attitude to women and I think if he's had a dispute with a woman he might well think he's got the right to kill her all right good thinking both of you the answer is the victim was male now what do you suppose the racial background was of the victim exactly this is important exactly the same as his Mm. okay Think. Well, same I'm, demographic thinking. The, like the Katie. I'm going to say black. He was. He was African-American. Ah. Well done, Katie. And this is significant. Um, his name was Bernard Crow. And around the time of the shooting, Charles was really starting to gear up for Helter Skelter, a.k.a. the race wars. Um, and his first thought was, we have to get as much money as we can get so we rent, win these race wars. Um, so we're going to just steal from as many people as we can. Mm. Mm-hmm. so he wanted to get as much money as he could for the Manson family the songs just weren't cutting it they just weren't, <laughs> weren't bringing in the bank sell more than 300 albums mate <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
So Manson's plan was, look, there's a race war coming. Let's get some money because money beats anything. So he decided to arrange a convoluted sham drug deal with Bernard Crow, um, in which they sold him fake drugs. So my question is, what were the fake drugs? Weed. Spot on. Oh, oh really? It was indeed the marijuana. Um, Here was the plan. Sell fake marijuana to Bernard and then have one of the Manson family members pose as a new client who wants to buy all of it at a hugely inflated price. (laughs) Just think through that for a second. Like, okay, we're going to sell you fake weed. Like, what even is that? Like, here's your tarragon. I mean, (laughs) like, is it mowed grass? I mean, you can't. Yeah. So there's that. And then you like. To be fair, I'd be a prime target because I wouldn't have a fucking clue what I was buying anyway. (laughs) And then this member of the Manson family is going to pose as a client who's going to pay a lot of money. It's just not a very foolproof plan. Like no. for a group who thought like we're the superior, plan. we're the superior yeah. race. Like it's not very clever to try to like trick a weed dealer yeah. into fake weed. It's kind of like getting one of your friends to sort of outbid the guy on eBay. <laughs> oh yeah, that you want more money from, isn't it? It's exactly it that. Is that? Now I understand it. I was sitting here like in my drunken haste going, wait, hang on. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Ah, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> it's okay. the Got it. So <laughs> like bidding up so you get cocktail waiters and then so you that, have yeah. to party. <laughs> so Bernard obviously realizes the trick because A, he has a shitload of weed that isn't weed, which is pretty easy to find out. <laughs> and no client shows up to buy it. Like, I've got a great plan, guys. Um, so he figures out the trick and he threatens to kill everyone at the ranch. Charles responds in kind and goes to Bernard's apartment. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. So Bernard's going Bernard's <laughs> to kill everyone anyway. Who are they hanging out with that just kill folk over a business deal gone wrong? It's a drug dealer, like. It's it's not just a business deal. He got massively screwed over, too. All right, okay. Like, he's he's paid for all this fake weed. He's paid thousands of dollars. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. For tarragon vengeance. I I don't know why I've decided it's tarragon. I just wanted to riff on the oregano cliche. (laughs) Yeah, so he's mad. And he's only threatening to do so. But Charles actually decides to go kill him. So Charles goes to his apartment. Um, so my question to you is, what weapon do you think he used? Like, first of all, it must have cost money to get all this tarragon together. <laughs> so, like, so he's wasted money. The tarragon actually has value. Like, this, yeah, yeah. This no, and tarragon and cream, I'd be like, kill me anyway, as long as I can eat it. Yeah. Yeah, Bernard didn't realize what he had in front and of then, him. So it, like, a very tasty stew, if yeah. nothing else. Open up a restaurant, dick. Just I think he killed him with a hammer. <laughs> Good guess. Hammer. Anyone else? Anyone else? Machete. Mm. No, I'm gonna go knife. <laughs> it does feel like Charles would only kill somebody with like a stabby stabby. Mm, that's what you think of. But Please it was a, a semi-automatic. One of the mill. Now it's a run of the mill, I believe, handgun. Look at me, a semi-automatic. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gun, and specifically, Manson used the same gun that was used in later murders. And in fact, some of these killing spree slash having a good time murders. <laughs> um, did involve a gun, even though there were knives involved so as well. They were very, they were like Renaissance cult. If he used, used the same everything. gun for later murders, does that mean he didn't go down for this murder? 
Katie, you're so clever. I just want to put you in my right pocket and be like, I think Katie will answer this one. <laughs> May I do that? Whereas I'm still laughing at going down. <laughs> I'm so wrong. I know. I'm That's sorry. not wrong. I got room in my left pocket. <laughs> so. This is kind of funny because um, Manson goes into this guy's apartment to kill him and use a gun. And I don't know the context of this. Like, I don't know if he had never shot this gun. And he tries to fire it, like, several times and it won't go off. So I just kind of relish this so he image of him, like, crazy-eyed Manson. Like, no, it wasn't firing at all. So it was just like, click, 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 click. Not doing anything. And this guy just going, really? You just sold me tarragon. <laughs> Um, but then sadly, the gun does go off and it goes into the stomach mm. of Mr. Bernard Crow. Which click, I'm, click, which I'm, I'm guessing is a bad thing. It's not <laughs> great to be shot in the stomach. I've always thought, like, what's the best place to be shot? Like, I've always thought, ear. if I ever had a ear. ear, okay. Get me, get me there. <laughs> Just a little piercing. Just get yeah. nicked on the ear. What, to survive? Well, yeah, because you know, like, quickly. I've always thought if I had a gun and I was trying to get out of a situation but someone was in between me and the, the way out, yeah. and I don't want to kill anyone, but if I had to shoot them somewhere, I've always thought, oh, I'll shoot them in the leg, and then someone yeah. said, no, that's a main artery, they'll bleed and they'll but die. Apparently, ah. apparently through the shoulder, please. Through the shoulder. It's quite good because it will go straight, but not, not too low because the scapula <laughs> stops it, but right. apparently... Poor Bernard. Team Bernard now. After some false Bernard, starts. sorry. Yeah. So the day after, so Manson goes home. Manson sees that the body of a black man has been pulled from a river, and it's reported that that man was a member of what political organization? We're going to say Black Panthers now, aren't we? Spot on. I mean, it would be weird to be like, Girl Scouts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Black Panthers. So this both infuriates and terrifies Manson. Because here's maybe the only other group in the U.S. at the time that feel like a threat to him and his crazy-ass helter-skelter And also, then he started the race war early before he managed to get any money together. He starts to get very paranoid that the Panthers are going to come after him, but they don't. Now... The Manson family proceed to go on their infamous killing sprees, Sharon Tate, etc. And Manson's arrested and he confesses and he goes to trial. But he's never convicted for the murder of Bernard Crow. Why? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, Why? Indeed. <laughs> Drunkies. But he confessed to it. Oh, he confessed but to it. But he just didn't he get So is it institutionalized racism? Is it like. Is that, is that what sort of led them to not... Hmm. That's weird. I'm going to point out that the very first line I read today was this. He confessed to the murders of more than eight individuals. Manson was found guilty of seven counts of first-degree murder. 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 Oh, self-defense. That's real bad murder. Self-defense? Plus conspiracy Ooh. to commit murder. The reason he was never convicted is because Bernard didn't die. Shit, the so he body. got shot and dumped in a river and he lived. Nope. The body that Manson saw in the news was not Bernard's body. <gasps> oh. He was just a racist prick who thought, there's a black guy. Oh hey, gosh. I killed a black guy. That's my black guy. Wow. There's no evidence that Bernard was even linked with the Black Panthers. However, Bernard never reported the incident fearing retaliation <gasps> from the Manson family. Wow. He wait. spent his life with the bullet <gasps> in his stomach. <gasps> Can you believe this is not better known? And I can't help but think it's just a little racism. The more I hear about this guy. (laughs) But 
<laughs> he's gone too far now. He's racist on top of all but of this these is things. What, this is what occurs to me. is like, of all the stuff that I grew up hearing about Manson, the lead thing was never he was a white supremacist. Like, I even remember yeah. him being in prison. I'm like... Wait, why did he get a swastika on his face? I thought and he was just a cult guy. Like, you, yeah. you talk to your grandparents about it and they go, oh, it was a different time. <laughs> we all thought the race wars were coming, honey. Yeah. <laughs> that was, we were all trying to steal money from weed dealers. So, yeah, it's just such an interesting part of the story because we hear Sharon Tate, which, of course, of course we do. Here's what I think. Look, nothing can make up for the fact that they screwed this guy who's just making an honest living out of drug dealing. <laughs> Standard. I think that there was a little bit of a comeuppance here, and mm-hmm. that's what gives me a little bit of, like, ha-ha okay. feeling. The twist is that Bernard Crow testified at the Manson trials Ooh, and was wow. very key in getting them... Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Getting them found guilty. What's the word for that? Getting them convicted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the end of the episode. So picture this scenario and again i can't believe that this isn't like the thing that we talk about more manson's in court and he still believes that bernard is dead so when bernard walks into court he was quoted as saying like i thought i had seen an actual ghost be recognized in this time yeah. I, mean, I yeah. like that close yeah. up the benefit of the court lighting the court lighting is very bright wow. and then how yeah. incriminating but I once again not you. white enough <laughs> you know. oh so you definitely did attempt to kill him wow yeah. watch, and they, they, they literally like I mean it sounds like a kind of like real stitch up well stitch up in the sense that they're like nobody tell Manson <laughs> I know nobody fucking tell him let's look at his yeah. face oh it's gonna be beautiful <laughs> guys he's a shit musician and he's a Scientologist yeah, I mean, this guy's that going guy. down yeah watch this the new song's gonna be brilliant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the courts actually asked to remove the bullet from Bernard's stomach because it would have established beyond a doubt that the same gun was used wow. which they could largely establish anyway but Bernard refused because it was a dangerous <gasps> surgery but I also think that a part of him was probably like he couldn't kill me yeah wow <laughs> I like Bernard. I don't can't believe he didn't die of gangrene or like you know wounded. I know, like, I know. It's you know, amazing. bleeding, internal bleeding, and punctured. Um, what are the things in your body? <laughs> you're not a real. You're not a real doctor, are you, organs? Katie? Organs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a real doctor. Punctured organs. <laughs> What's that word? Organs. <laughs> what are those things inside your body? Great question. <laughs> guys hire us for your next investigation <laughs> all right that was so cool thank you so much for that information i had no idea that was very yeah. interesting actually. very interesting i was just blown away that yeah. there was a story that was related to manson that was new to me right so we're gonna round this out with a listener crime um so here we go dear drunk women that's us uh my child's primary school class has a whatsapp group oh mm-hmm. god <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm the, i'm the chairman of the pta at my kids school Are you? oh i'm so sorry i've, I've banned WhatsApp. with tom cruise <laughs> that i'm gonna what? get the tom cruise story wendy god damn it another time more alcohol <laughs> anyway. all right <laughs> 
Beaver Town, you heard us. We need more IPA <laughs> to get to the bottom of Tom Cruise. <laughs> okay. Dear Drunk Women, my child's primary school class has a WhatsApp group where parents share pertinent information about fundraisers, etc. Back in the spring, a member of the group whose number none of us recognize posted a graphic image of a shaved vulva being stretched <laughs> into two bunny ears <laughs> with a face drawn on it. It said, Happy Easter. <laughs> That's so inappropriate. I would shut that person down. I'm not sure this is technically a crime. It's a, it's a religious crime, if nothing else. But we certainly felt shocked. The member who posted it soon apologized on the thread and removed it, but then left the group. What should we do? Thanks, Rachel. Like your name's Rachel. Rachel doesn't need to do anything because they've understood what's happened and they've removed themselves from it. <laughs> Highly inappropriate to send a PTCA a PTA group, but it's not a crime, is it? Is it? A, is it technically exposure or? Yeah, it's only a crime if it was a fourteen-year-old girl's vulva. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good. And I've seen we the picture. No actually, it's knowing. not. I don't think. I mean. We do have the we, evidence. We, we do have a way in. of knowing. A 14-year-old girl's vulva doesn't stretch the way a 38-year-old mother of three's vulva stretches. That's undoubtedly true. <laughs> Sorry. Um, as a mother of three, I'm like, my vulva didn't stretch like that when I was 14. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if no, you can do bunny ears, it's clearly not an underage child. Like, if you know the difference between a wild bunny and, like, a French lop... Then you're kind of getting... You're in the right. Do you want to show Wendy the photo? Do you want to show Wendy your vulva? They sent the photo. I want to see the photo. I don't have it handy, but yes, we will share it online for your enjoyment. Happy Easter or whatever holiday you may celebrate. And apologies for using the word handy. When I first read this, I thought it said a graphic image of an enslaved vulva. So I was actually more concerned. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, do you all... know what popped in my head? I'm like, that's probably like Trump's nickname for millennia. <laughs> oh. Um, I have no idea if this is a crime because it, it feels so violating when you're shown an image that you don't want to see when you're just trying to go like, feels hey, like bake sale, guys. explicit. Yeah. <laughs> Who has a peanut allergy? Yeah. Whoa. peanut <laughs> <laughs> Was it? Im- <laughs> I don't want to sort of like. But what do you think it was a mistake? Do you think like occasionally I've sent things yeah. to the wrong group? That's not a crime. It's not shared <laughs> to kids. I have done that as well. Right. <laughs> the person apologized, removed it, and then left the group. So I think this was a case of because like I'm guilty of this. I have so many WhatsApp groups going, and one of these days I'm gonna fuck them up and put the wrong message there. I'm gonna put I the wrong that. vulva and the wrong WhatsApp group. I did that, because I am, I'm on a comedian's group, and I messaged back, what a fucking bunch of cunts, and sent, <laughs> sent it to the parents <gasps> group. And I was like, I'm really sorry. This is language I use at work. <laughs> I'm sorry, this was meant as a work Yeah, message. this was a work email. And everyone was kind of like, okay, fair enough, Wendy. So, yeah, yeah we understand. That's kind of... Voice of authority in the school. What a fucking bunch of cunts. 
I love when, the idea of somebody like behind you going, yeah, amen, no, no, we sister. totally get it, we totally get it, Wendy, sorry. But yeah. what I'm wondering is on the parent group, what was the last comment before you said, what a last bunch of fucking cunts? Was... Like, I'll bring the cupcakes. Yeah, the last comment was, the last comment was. My kid needs one-to-one support. <laughs> the last comment was. The council's cut funding. No, like, what? what? What time does sports day start tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking bunch of cunts. <laughs> what fucking time do you think yeah. sports anyway, day starts? Sports day starts at 12 midday tomorrow, everyone. Oh, that's so amazing. Look forward to you there. egg and spoon race. Goodbye. Probably won't be running in the parents' race, given that I'm going to fucking stone. Wendy has left the conversation. <laughs> that's an amazing story, and I believe it's our answer for Rachel. Um, no. Don't post it on the group, Rachel. But what you do is you go to either pick up or drop off your choice. Note the number that left the group. Ring it. Oh. And then say something to that effect. Or show them your own vulva bunny, just so you know that you, you know, know it's them. We're all allowed to be human. We're all allowed to fuck up. But you know, hmm. stretched vulva is not my idea of entertainment. No. <laughs> Having had three. <laughs> That's a great soundbite for the beginning of the episode. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, Rachel, you know, I don't think I don't think she can find the the culprit. Yeah. It's not a crime and also imagine how, if she's if she's deleted the comment and left the group, imagine how mortified what Rachel should be doing as a true sister is finding out whose number that is and going yeah. Let's go for. A I beaver. also like. <laughs> What's going Let's on go <laughs> for a Beaver Town <laughs> Lupaloid <laughs> IPA. Rachel, Absolutely. Rachel, they can bond over their vulvas. That's a great idea, and also maybe a new flavor. No, <laughs> because because also the but whole that's thing about crime and punishment yeah. is it so the person feels remorse or makes amends. This mm. person is already sorry. They've left the group. Their kid is going to no fates. There's no no point in an additional punishment. It's true. Like, their punishment is that they did it in the first place. (laughs) Having seen the image, yes, an image is forever. But on the flip side, I'm going to take that photo to the woman who does my waxes and be like, can you get it a little (laughs) closer? Because this is super smooth. Can you do me bunny ears? Yeah. (laughs) Every cloud. Every bunny. Happy Easter, everybody. Guys, we've been drunk women solving crime. We've kicked the dick out of this one, right? Until next time. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. 